what they've done within the business plan is they've organized around three focus areas which align to uh, another document that was issued on the same day which is a three-year strategy which is a bit more of a sort of glossy sort of standalone document there's quite a lot of outcomes in there and examples of what they're going to do and i think in itself that's good i think there there are quite a lot of outcomes the outcomes from last year that have been essentially ditched so this does feel to me like the real break of Nikhil Rati coming in as new chief executive. There's hardly a mention of cost of living crisis in there, is there? It is quite interesting how unreactive it is to what's happening in the outside world. And the cost of living crisis is obviously, you know, front and center of that as far as, you know, FCA uh, responsibilities are concerned because it's, you know, it's clearly going to have an impact on, you know, how firms behave on you know the outcomes consumers are going to, are going to get in the end, and there's going to be an awful lot of pressure on the system. Hi, and welcome to the Grant Thorn Risk and Regulation Unravelled podcast. This is our monthly walk through regulatory developments um, in the world of financial services. As usual, uh, I'm here. My name's David Mowry, and I'm joined by my colleague Gavin Stewart. Say hello, Gavin. Hi there. Uh, we are recording this in April, um, a few days removed from the FCA business plan having been released. So we are going to major on that as a, as the sort of a development of the month, although we'll try and work in a few other things along the way. Um, not sure if any listeners will have gone on to the FCA website to look at the business plan. Um, uh, as, as I observed uh, with a few expletives when I was reviewing it, that uh, it's now a web page rather than a document. and. Um, it's a web page that has 30 other documents hyperlinked into it. So from an ease of use point of view, um, I, I would say it's posed something of a challenge to try and piece together sort of the, the, the key elements. Gavin, should I be reading anything into the sort of the changing change in format, the change it was way, way it was presented? Um, I think probably not, except that someone thought it was a good idea. Um, I, I mean, uh, you know, last year there was a there was a kind of a, a video of Nico Ratti talking and explaining it and so on. And and I think when I think back, there used to be press conferences and and so on. So I, I don't think it's intentional, but I think there is less sort of transparency and openness around it than than there was in days gone by. I think it's just a kind of a, you know, creeping sort of process rather than anything on mm. purpose but but i do um you know i think i think it's also probably worth saying it at the outset that i think there's less detail in it um than i mean some of that details you know a lot of it's in the regulatory grid that we've talked about yes. before but but there's you know there's apart from the outcome stuff there's relatively little in there that's new yes i mean one of the one of the main structural changes besides the fact it's now on a, on a website a web page um is historically the business plan has tended to be organized uh along the lines of cross-cutting initiatives but then a sector by sector breakdown so any given firm could pick up the business plan and in theory be able to pull out what are the major regulatory initiatives whether that's new rule consultations or potential thematic work that that, that is relevant to their sector specifically and 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 that's that's been scrapped so there is no there are no sector pages here um in, instead they they've organized their uh their plan of action in in, in quite a di quite a different way um and uh it, 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 i agree with you when when you get down to it actually trying to pick out what 
is um, what is what is being put on the plan, or what 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 actions are being put on the plan. There's there's actually not that much that seems to be new. I think would be my assessment. It felt like uh, when you drill down in some of those hyperlink documents, you're basically looking at things you've already seen before, and the really big initiatives, the consumer duties of this world. For instance, they're in flight, and there's nothing particularly in the plan that that tells you any anything new or different to what what you already understood. No, I was thinking about it because I thought they'd keep the structure from last year, but obviously they've moved completely away from it. And, and I, I suppose I suspect that might be driven by the by the outcome stuff, which doesn't really, um, uh, if you're trying to do it on an institutional level, it's very hard to do by sector. Uh, and I think that, you know, so they've done it the way they have. Um, and I think it does make it hard. To, it does make it harder to find your way around. And, and yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, th I think that there's a bit of devil in the detail, but I worry a little bit about overinterpreting the exact words used because I, I doubt very much that enough care has been put into them. That's not a criticism, but I don't think it's been it's been written to be read with enormous forensic, mm. um, you know, uh, scrutiny. Um, yes, uh, I mean, putting together what we've been saying here, it's beginning to it's beginning to feel like the, the the business plan as a a sort of annual event and a you know something I'll look forward to is is probably uh, overdoing it, anticipated, but 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 certainly some something you would want to read every year you would want to read it because it, you were probably going to be able to pull out some something that you that you uh, that would be of, of value. That's beginning to feel like uh, that's less less the case. It's a bit of a deprioritized exercise in just repeating. Um, what's already been communicated? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, interestingly, the business plan started out as a justification for the fees. So, so there was the fees consultation saying how much firms would have regulated firms would have to pay next year, and then there was a business plan to say, and these are all the activities we're spending your money on, and there were breakdowns of how that was allocated across different parts of the organisation, and so on and so forth, and that's clearly dissipated over the years and it it feels it feels a much lighter weight document i mean it may be just the sign of the times we live in um and it also you know i'm not sure how much firms directly will get out of it uh beyond you know basically what you were what we've just been saying beyond what they know already yeah 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 i mean i certainly don't think therefore for this discussion that you know turning the pages on on, on the plan and and you know, commenting on specific initiatives is, I mean, that, that's something we probably would have done in previous years. I'm not sure that's um, that's the way we should be discussing this year's plan. I, well, I think you can't, you can't turn the pages, can you? No, <laughs> there are no pages to turn. You can scroll down the. Um, uh, I, th I think I think it's perhaps it's more valuable to, to to try and draw out the bigger messages about the way the FCA sees its role. About about the way it's looking to spend money potentially, um, what its priorities are in general terms. As as, as you said, I, I think if you if you take some of those priorities and distill them or try and distill them down into very specific actions, it's uh, it's not necessarily easy to do that. But but at least I think it's important to understand what the FCA sees as as an important way of describing what it does. Um, and so whilst we mentioned, for instance, we mentioned you know there's no longer these sector breakdowns. What what the, what they've done within the business plan is they've organised around three focus areas which 
align to uh, another document that was issued on the same day, which is a three year strategy, which is a bit more of a sort of glossy sort of standalone document uh, has, to, has to be said, but but very high level. But those, those three focus areas are uh, reducing and preventing serious harms. So that's sort of dealing with uh, problem firms and the harms they cause. So reducing and preventing harm, um, setting higher standards. So improving customer outcomes. Interestingly, new ESG standards are in there. So that's all raising the bar for, for, for higher standards, better outcomes um, is in is in focus area two. And then focus three is promoting competition and positive change, which looks very, if you read it, very, very aligned to the government agenda about being globally competitive, aligning with high international standards, I mean, not necessarily EU standards, but, but <laughs> some of these some of these standard setting bodies that, that, that sit, sit, sit at a more international level, global level. Um, so so those the, the, that, the, that way of carving up those three focus areas, ways of carving up, you know, what the FCA is, is, is setting out to do, I think it's, it's quite quite useful to understand. Um, uh, interesting, and when we talked about this a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I know in a slightly different forum, um, Gavin, but the uh, there's a you know the extent the extent to which the business plan reflects the things that the government wants the FCA to be talking about, I think is quite quite strong, particularly in that focus area three, that promoting competition and positive change. That's there's a lot of stuff in there around crypto. I say a lot of stuff. Sorry. <laughs> A lot, a lot, not a lot of anything in the business plan, but there's, there's, there's considering that's not even within the regulatory perimeter at this point. Any of the crypto is, it features quite, quite, uh, to quite a high degree within the business plan, because it's something that you know the government is talking about a lot. Obviously, the international competitiveness is, is of a piece there. Um, yeah, it does, uh, it, it, it does, it does seem to uh, reflect quite heavily what government priorities are. Yeah, and you had the John Glenn speech a couple of days earlier um, uh, uh, that talked about, you know, asking, you know, asking for an NFT to be produced, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And, and I mean, I, I think I think you're right. And I think there there is a, I mean, I tried to do some mapping of um, the new responsibilities, the FCA would get under the the future regulatory framework um, and some of the scope extensions. So buy and I pay later, um, which is much more definite at the moment than crypto. Uh, And and also all the kind of the post-Brexit stuff and the change and so on that's going through. And actually there's remarkably little of that in any depth um, across across the business plan and strategy. And it is much more about um, sort of intentional direction of regulation and things that you want to do with little examples here and there. Um, and when I think back, you know, there's much less of a, you know, we will do a piece of thematic work on this, um, and and so on and so forth. So it's it's not as informative in no. in the kind of normal way that you no. would expect. And actually, in some ways, the the business plan reads as much like a strategy as the strategy does. Yes, I think that's uh, that's an excellent way of summarising. Actually, yes, it is. It's it's setting high level objectives. Um, I say these three focus areas are the way they've they've chosen to to, to organise themselves. It's, it's interesting, um, you know. So so yeah, you, you can see some government priorities coming through 
particularly in that focus area three, also in, in focus areas two around ESG and net zero. Um, uh, there's hardly a mention of cost of living crisis in there, is there? There's uh, I mean, a, a, year, a year ago, the business plan, I think it was probably the year before that as well, the business plan was, you know, full of COVID and look at all the things we're doing to respond to the COVID, uh, the challenges of COVID and lockdown. Um, uh, uh, whereas the cost of living doesn't really <laughs> merit a single mention, I don't think. Yeah, no, I mean, I've thought about this quite a lot. And I, as you know, I wrote a piece um, in my blog a couple of days ago. And and it it is quite interesting how unreactive it is to what's happening in the outside world. Um, and the cost of living crisis is obviously, you know, front and center of that as far as, you know, FCA uh, responsibilities are concerned, because it's, you know, it's clearly going to have an impact on, you know, how firms behave on, you know, the outcomes consumers are going to, are going to get in the end. Um, and, and there's going to be an awful lot of pressure on the system, I think, um, in, in a way that, you know, hasn't been experienced for you know, at least a generation, probably more. And it's it's there's the odd kind of passing reference, but if you compare it to kind of the response to COVID, yeah, um, it, it's it's minuscule. Yeah, one would almost think the government didn't want them talking about the cost of living crisis. I don't know. I'd um, like you to be so cynical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll hand in my my cynics badge after the um, discussion's over uh, today. Yes. Um, so other things we can glean from the business plan, I, I, again, a sort of continuation of of some of the messaging we've had for a little while now, but but about outcomes and measuring of outcomes. Yes. So so there's there's quite a lot of outcomes in there um, yeah. and, and examples of what they're going to do. And I think I, I think that's in itself, that's good. Um, I think there there are quite a lot of outcomes, the outcomes from last year that have been essentially ditched. So this does feel to me like the real break of Nikhil Rati coming in as new chief executive, even though he was sort of eight months in yeah. a year ago. Oh, yeah, yes. yes um, this yes. feels like his first. This, it does, yes. His first yes. business plan. Yes. Um, so you've got a new set of outcomes. Um, I think, you know, bearing the scars of, of trying to measure these things in the past, there's a lot in there to measure. Um, and there's a lot to argue over in terms of the interpretation. So almost every one of those, you know, there's a there are possible interpretations that that go more than one way. There are lots of unintended consequences. There are lots of potential perverse incentives and so on and so forth. Doing it properly will be difficult, and it'd be really interesting to see how transparent um, the the FCA is in the future about. Um, you know, what the measurement says, how they've interpreted it and so on. It, it would be quite a, a sort of a, a detailed document to do it properly. But in a world of the future, you know, future regulatory framework where we're looking for more accountability and so on, it, it's argue, it arguably becomes more important to try and do that sort of stuff. Yes, I mean, you, you're referring to, to within the business plan against in those three focus areas, there are, yeah. there are example outcomes, aren't there, that, that, that they would, you know, Suggest they would be able to measure the impact of their of the actions they're taking in those areas. Um, or I, I didn't interpret it as a sort of a complete set of potential outcomes. That, 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 that and, and you're right. There's um, there's going to be scope for 
I mean, it's, 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 I think it's interesting that they, they, they're clearly, this is clearly a very important thing and, and they're, they're intent on using this route to, I guess, justify their actions. Um, uh, it's going to be incredibly hard. I agree with you, incredibly hard to do. You, you, you can easily look at the outcomes they've used just within the business plan and you know, example outcomes and, and yeah suck your teeth a bit and question whether you know how is that really going to do the job and is yes. it essentially going to pick up other other factors i i i i, I frankly you know <clears throat> so, so, some some of those outcomes in the context of uh let's say a recession some of those outcomes even if the fca is having a positive influence the overall outcome might be going backwards actually <laughs> no absolutely there, there is absolutely a world where the fca is doing a great job but looks terrible yeah, because you know, because the macro economy is just a massive influence on, on outcomes, and equally, there's a there's a scenario where the SCA is doing a terrible job, but it looks great. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 not a it's not a straightforward thing, and there's some methodological stuff in there as well. I mean, we both we both jumped at the eleven to one yes, benefit the, ratio, yes. didn't we? Yeah, that's why I said. So one one of the thirty hyperlink documents is it was a um. It's a piece of analysis the FCA produced on the same day and to get picked up by various media outlets that, that, that says that for every one pound of spend on the FCA, so the running cost of the FCA for every one pound, then 11 pounds of benefits are delivered. Um, which is, you know, amazing. Well, return on investment. I, th I think, I think, I, th I think, I think, if, if, I think if I was advertising a 11 to 1 return on an investment, I would probably get my financial promotion taken down, frankly. Um, um, but uh, uh, it was an, it, 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 well. I, I just, what do you think about? It? I mean, it, it, so so when you drill down into it, what what that eleven to one is largely based on, by the looks of it, is well, you know, the 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 one is understood. That's the operating cost of the FCA. The eleven comes from the sort of the cumulative impact of all of their cost benefit analysis. So, so there's the CBAs they did when they were putting forward new rules. So it's so it's not an actual eleven pound benefit. It's a, it's an, it's it's a, it was a, it was the CBA, so it's the forecast eleven pound benefit. Obviously, it doesn't include the costs to the industry of of implementing these things. So, so the, you know the negative cost implications there were excluded. Um, yeah, so it's forecast rather than actual. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 quite easy to look at something like that and say, well, that's a bit tenuous. Was it was that really worth putting in writing, putting your name to? Um, uh, because it's 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 not necessarily the most convincing um, outcome. Uh, so when they um, when they do the series of ex post CBAs that they're committed mm. to, we can look forward to a series of revisions as the yeah. results of those come in. A bit like you know the the kind of GDP stuff. Um, I, 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 I do I do I mean we're in in the in, venturing into the world of the future regulatory framework and what what might what might be required there, but I do think that. The whole topic, and we've discussed it on earlier podcasts, haven't we? The the the, the CBA, the cost benefit analysis around new regulation, uh, and as you say, the ex post, uh, well, did it actually deliver those benefits? I think um, I think that's that's a, a, a massively interesting and important area to see how that develops. I say within the new framework and what the expectations are, how how they're set. Um, but 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 anyway, you know, I, I, yes, I, I just I just I, I just I think I think the thing that I found out all about the eleven to one exercise was it is it, just it seems to be pushing the in you know you know to produce that analysis and then push it out into the market and 
and, and the public relations effort around it just seemed like a regulator trying to work very hard to <laughs> maybe too hard to justify its existence. Yeah. Brave um, is a word you might use. <laughs> so uh, there's stuff in the business plan on FCA transformation. So there was yeah. content there around around um, you know what the the new regulator might look like. I, I, I know I think this falls into the same bucket as some of our earlier comments though which is actually there's not much new per se um clearly uh, top of the list in the business plan was data-led regulator investment in use of analytical tools um, there is a there is a data strategy to look out for in the next few months that they committed to um and hopefully that will have more detail in it Yes, yes, uh, I, I saw that. that. That's obviously something posted in the in the business plan. Um, yeah, I mean, given given how central a plank to transformation that is, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of eagerness from all of us probably to see what that data strategy covers. Um, is this the opportune moment to mention the budget piece? Which is yeah, the I think it probably plan? is. Um, so but, he yeah. headline numbers is the budget's going up. Uh, I think what was it about seven point three percent or something on a, on a that's on a like for like. Uh, so actually, I think it's like four four and a bit, isn't it? In in actual cash terms, still an increase, but there's things like you know EU withdrawal funding, etc., which was which is sort of dropped out of dropped out of the plan. So on a like for like basis, it's seven point three percent higher, which is yeah, in, in, in historically speaking, is one of the biggest increases we've seen, isn't it? On the, on the face of it. It is. I mean, I, I think there's not enough detail to do this properly, but I think there's there's if you take into account, um, I think there is an initial cost to the FCA's new employment offer. Where they're raising salaries for quite a chunk of the lower earning staff. Um, there's quite a lot of, you know, there is the data stuff and I think, you know, there's 30 or 40 million on that. There's some money for crypto. Um, there's some money on financial promotions. There'll be some money in the kind of property bit and so on. It's it's done, which I assume is largely about the new branch in Leeds and the expansion of the Edinburgh one. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot that looks quite looks fairly focused on LCF type recommendations, implementing those, um, particularly around authorizations and so on. So you can see how it's all you know, how it's all sort of uh, going to be spent more or less. Uh, and I think it's it's just quite interesting given the kind of the scope stuff that we've got coming down the line. Um, so, so, you know, I think there's a, there'll be a burden for firms, particularly with inflation and so on. But I think if you look ahead, there's probably quite a lot more to come, partly with buy now, pay later. Um, which I think it will be more expensive than people think. Um, and then crypto, where frankly the world's your oyster. And you know, there's all sorts of questions about who who regulates what, to what extent are the is the Bank of England involved and so on. Um, so it's it's I think the funding picture needs a bit more, probably more of a focus than it's had for a few years now. One of the one of the things that is mentioned in a, in a few places in the business plan is uh, not necessarily in the, in the context of a budget, but in, I will have implications. Is the uh, future regulatory framework and the, the concept that you know much of 
what might have been covered in statute is is covered in statute probably in some cases currently is, is going to move to move to regulators rule books so uh, you know they can make it easy to change frankly um because it's, it's, it's a rule rather than a than a piece of uh, um statute uh but presumably that that the re it reads as though there's going to be some need to be some kind of exercise for transposing stuff into into handbooks out out of out of legislation obviously over a period of time but presumably that will have a cost burden as well not to mention a changing the way we as uh the industry react uh, interact with interact with rules um and, and where that'd be quite interesting because the, the framework depending on how long they take to do it the direct cost <laughs> might be quite low but the the indirect cost we used to think about this quite a lot the indirect cost to industry of implementation might be quite high so you might have you know rewrite whatever european directive it is but actually the the, the kind of the, the follow-on cost for the firms who have to transcribe that into their own processes yeah. and so it could really be quite significant yeah that's a good point that bears, that bears watching that bears watching yeah. um okay i think we'll probably wrap up on the business plan at that point uh, 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 only because there probably isn't enough detailed content there to to merit us suspending the entire podcast on it um as i say uh, as we said at the outset i think you know if, if, if any organization out there that was reasonably up to speed with upcoming regulatory initiatives in its space um it, the day before the plan came out would probably be still be still be as well prepared the day after the business plan came out because there isn't enough in there to, to that's new um that really changes what they might be facing as as, as regulated firms um uh you mentioned the payoff for there but only because uh, yes it's been reported at least i don't know if there's been any sort of formal press releases or anything on this but it's been reported that the fca strike ballot the unite strike ballot has concluded and a uh, a majority in favour of strike action and or a work to rule. I think there were two options on on the on the ballot from the way it's been reported. Were, were both passed? So 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 uh, the majorities for both of those um, and then a sufficiently large number of union members voting that that that, that those were valid uh, valid results. Um, and it's gone. I mean, that was a couple of weeks ago. I think it's gone quiet since then. Presumably, one would expect that might initiate some form of negotiation or dialogue it's hard to tell i mean i you know we're, we're we're not on the inside i mean clearly there hasn't been much negotiation up till now um and and it doesn't look as it i mean nothing so far has said that that you know the fca is keen on talking to uh unite so so we'll, we'll just have to watch the space again i mean i i think just just to reiterate how just how unusual it is that we're even talking about this um and and also that actually it's hard to work out what the contingency plan would be if there was something um and it depends obviously who it is you know who 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 um yeah who was in that flock of people who who joined the union in the last sort of six or eight months yeah yeah i mean I, the numbers have been reported as, as maybe something like six six hundred members yeah, I mean, out of yeah, three and a half, four thousand staff. So it's not it's not everyone, as you say, who within you know what kind of yeah, roles six hundred new members, I think, or a few. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. Anyway. Ah, oh, could be. It could be. Um, 
so uh so, so yes it's just it's just completely un, uh, you know, unknown isn't it I, I agree with you the fca based on its most recent feedback post consultation feedback on its pay offer seemed to be pretty firmly entrenched that that was the they got the right answer and they were going to stick to it um so uh, there may not be much room for negotiation uh i don't know i just, I just I don't know. But by, by way of imparting the news i'll just touch on that um uh whether it leads to actual disruption or not any time will tell um something that will lead to disruption uh is uh one of the um other developments in the last month the fca introduces consultation on um the industry-wide redress scheme for british steel pension scheme members so this is pension transfer advice these are members of the british steel pension scheme which without regurgitating all of the history went, went through a pretty turbulent time in terms of the failure of uh the, well, the failure of, of british steel and tartar's role in in propping it up and then the governments and suffice it to say there was a lot of pension, uh, pension transfer activity and a, a, a sense that um from, from sort of a thematic work that there were a lot of unsuitable transfers i.e people that shouldn't have transferred to the fca uh after taking quite a lot of political heat on this um agreed to introduce a a, a, a scheme for the industry to uh, review and address these pension transfer cases and, and that consultation is out and, I, and I, I, I clearly you know if you're in the financial advice sector and you've got pretty still pension scheme transfers in your back book this is this is very significant uh, I, I would not, for the general audience, regurgitate all of the detail, but there was one particular point that I thought was interesting. Uh, uh, this is a, you know, this is not not a frequent event. The SCA introduces a, it's called a Section 404 redress scheme. So uh, they, they don't do these very often, um, but just the shape of this one, um, I think, has has interesting implications potentially for all industries. It, at the future times. Um, so the requirement as it's being consulted on is that is that the firms, so any, any three, I think there's estimated about 300 or so, 300 or so advice firms that gave this advice to put still pension scheme members, they need to arrange to get those cases reviewed, all of them. They need to identify any unsuitable cases and they need to pay redress on those cases. If they review the case and they find it suitable, I, it's fine. The advice was fine, no redress payable. Then they, you know, without without requiring any uh, um, interaction with the customer, they, the firm themselves, has have to facilitate the re referral of that case to the financial ombudsman. So all suitable cases, all suitable advice cases, will go to the financial ombudsman. The financial ombudsman will make the final decision on whether or not they're actually suitable. Um, so uh that has interesting implications i think in terms of in terms of um the uh uh you know the the, the historic differences between fos decisions in some areas particularly complex areas like pension transfers advice and and, and where the industry might have might have landed i know um i know the uh the uphold rate for FOS on pension transfer complaints is extremely high, i.e. they find almost all of those cases unsuitable, like 98%, I think was one number I saw. So, um, but but uh, but I think the, 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 the interesting, most interesting dynamic that I wanted to ask you about, Gary, there is it, is it, it, see, it basically see, almost feels like the, the FCA is saying, well, we'll 
we won't get involved in judging whether these cases are right or wrong. We'll um, or suitable or not. We will uh, will basically outsource that to the to the FOS. Um, and uh, you know, FOS decisions are gospel um, when it comes to these cases and potentially all other cases, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, so there's, I... there's a sort of a. I mean, you can look at it, and you could say these things could still end up going to falls anyway, and they're essentially yeah. compressing the process. Um, but there is a sort of a, 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 a sort of a transfer of authority implicit in what you've described. I think there's also quite an interesting thing about, particularly if this becomes a, a regular feature of of potential misselling situations of. Um, uh, a sort of a permanent uplift in the cost of the ombudsman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which had traditionally gone up and down. So it went up and down with mortgage endowment stuff. Same with PPI, obviously. Um, and so on. So 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 there's a kind of a lot potentially a long-term cost implication as well. Uh and and also I think there's a there's a kind of a um a a backwash thing where whatever foster decides potentially becomes FCA future policy. Um, and I think that's quite interesting as well. So so you're, you're right. I think it is a it is a significant departure, but it's one again we'll need to kind of watch over the next yeah. two or three years and yeah. see see how much it really means, how much difference it makes. Yeah, because I think you know there's, there's definitely cases where uh, the I mean the FCA have written quite a lot around pension transfer advice and what constitutes suitable standards there's an entire methodology and, and guidance book uh, handbook not handbook but guidance document that, that sets out how one should assess these cases and uh, um uh, and i think my 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 takeaway is it looks like you, you could you could apply the, what the fca have said down to the letter but it gives you no protection from the force i mean the force can determine whatever they want and and the fca will basically say side with the FOS in that situation rather than with their own with their own methodology. I think that's the yeah. So it feels like the, the, the Ombudsman's essentially making FCA policy if you yeah. kind of roll that forward. Yeah. yeah, um, do, yeah. I, I think the other thing for me is that this feels like yet another attempt by the FCA to get closure on the British Steel pension scheme uh, issue. And I and yet again I suspect it won't succeed. It feels like there's still too much going on outside of it and still too much unhappiness about the terms of the remediation. Um, so I, th I think this one will still run. Well, I say that's consultation, uh, FCA consultation. So we'll see. We'll see how the final rules land on, on that. Uh, but I thought it was interesting one to reflect on. Um, uh, also published uh, in the last month, actually, I think just just today, actually, the the, the final rules on um, diversity in boards of listed companies. So this is for listed companies. This is a this is a, com a comply or or disclose um, type of uh, arrangement, isn't it? Where um, listed firms uh, uh, will need to um, uh, either comply with I think it was forty percent of the board to be women. At least one of the senior exec roles, you know, CEO, CFO type type roles, will be one woman. Um, some some sort of non-white ethnic groups as well represented. Um, uh, in, not I, I, it's, that's an FCA because oh, it relates to disclosures, listed company disclosures. That's an FCA. That's an FCA rule. 
um, obviously part of the um, FCA's push on diversity generally, the business plan, their business plan makes their own, has their own sort of internal diversity targets restated, doesn't it? Um, I, did, I did find it interesting here that the one, one of the changes between the consultation and the final rules was that uh, um, the definition of what a woman is can now be determined by the firms themselves. So, so I think the original consultation was a woman or someone that identifies as a woman, whereas now the firms themselves will have to decide what constitutes a woman. Of course, that, that, that takes me down the roof, you know, all those ju juicy consulting engagements for Keir Starmer um, to, to help with that particular um, definition. But uh, yeah, I think that will, uh, that, that's, that's I, I, I guess I, I include the, in this podcast because, it, you know, I don't think we should underestimate the FCA's continuing commitment to uh to the to the diversity as a as, as, as an objective there they all should be driving i suppose my my only reflection on it is that um i think it's it's difficult territory for regulation uh because you know because the cba stuff is very hard to do properly um and in a way that stands up because you know it's 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 quite hard to meet those tests. It feels to me more like something that should be national. Um, it should be, you know, passed by parliament and in legislation yeah. and so on. I, I think I think there's there's certainly a risk of of regulators getting um, uh, getting caught up in debates that they they will they will kind of struggle to keep to keep up to up to speed with in terms of kind of their technical knowledge of the you know their actual knowledge of the issues. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, it, it increasingly seems to become a, a, you know, well, always has been, but increasingly seems to be kind of a, a focal point in, 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 in what amounts to political discourse slash culture wars. You know, putting the FCA in a position of having to def defend create create rules and defend those rules is is is, is arguably not, not. The best place for a regulator to be, um, I would suggest, uh, not not in something that, that 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 has such a high political component, but we shall see. Um, also, also landing today, uh, but we haven't had a chance to review it yet. Is the PRA's uh, yeah. business plan? I think um, that's for next month, isn't it? That is for next month. I I have already noted, however, that it is a web page with lots of hyperlinks. So uh, <laughs> we we have the same pleasure to look forward to in in the, in the coming days as we we have with the FCA business plan. Um, thank you for everyone who's joined us uh, this month to listen in. We will be back next month to discuss the PRA business plan amongst other things. We have a summary on our website um, regarding the FCA business plan. So if you uh, would like to see a, a slightly more fulsome write up of it there, including our own attempts to to sort of tease out uh, a sector by sector analysis. Actually, the one thing you won't see in the business plan, but you will see in our write up, is a is a is a sector by sector analysis. So that that's that's available online. As is our regulatory handbook, which um, summarises all of the regulatory developments uh, that are in the works across the sector. Um, thank you for your time again, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. <laughs>